Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. All right, it's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and I am, you know who I am, and you know who this is? Oh, yeah! Yeah, I know that you Godzilla. know that. I know that you know. Uh-huh. Hi, Ian. Hello. Happy 200th anniversary episode. How's it going, cowboy? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Uh, I'm happy, man, because uh, guess what? This is our 200th episode. Yes. Yes. And we, we weren't even supposed to be having anything to do with this. Joseph Staub was supposed to do this for us. But, was it uh, was it Joseph Staub? Because I was wondering yeah. who it was. Yeah, it, it was Joseph, and uh, he wrote today. He apologized. He uh, he didn't realize what an undertaking it would be, and with him in college now, uh, he's deeply college. sorry. College. Yes. Yeah, the guy that did the best of last times in two bands, city job, radio show, and. Uh, so many girls that, uh, and you know how much one girl takes up your time. I mean, come on, man, you know. <laughs> That's right. But I, I, I'm kind of like, excuse me, honey, but I cannot put my meat into your vagina hole tonight because I have to listen to episodes because I'm only on episode 12 and I got to listen to 100 of them. Him? What? College. College schmollage. You know, I make more, more money than people that go to college. Not all people, but most people. Like Joseph Staub. Wait till he gets a job. I will laugh at him while I show him my paycheck. <laughs> well, hopefully you get to meet him face to face at the expo this year. Uh, my and fist can... is face. <laughs> That's for show. That's right. Punch him right in the <laughs> face for slacking. But yeah, you know, alas, uh, somebody had to do something in honor of us, and Judas Priest put out a fucking album in honor. Of our 200th episode, so that's pretty cool. That is true. They're like, step it up, Glenn. Okay, we can't wait. Yeah, yeah, we can't wait. Sorry, they're gonna they're gonna put this fucking episode up Sunday. We gotta do something. That's right. Bring in that Ralph. Is. He'll do the leads. Yeah, <laughs> and we appreciate it. I even had time to do leads on the new Jesus Priest album. This guy couldn't do the dress though. <clears throat> yeah, and I did some cowbell. Nah, hey, hey, it's it's the thought that counted. Hey, Joseph, I mean. Since you did start it, finish it, man. We'll, we, you know, we'll air it on our, our anniversary. Yeah. You know, this is just uh, our our episode anniversary, but there's an actual date. And we got to go back. It was back four years ago in June or July. Yeah. We'll do. We'll put it on the fifth anniversary or something. Yeah. Well, knowing him, it'll be on the tenth anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's not in graduate school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he be- he better still be in college in ten years because if he's not, that ain't metal, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you get out of there in four, you know you must listen to Dave Matthews. That's right. You're a trendoid. <laughs> but holy shit, man! I mean, seriously, two hundred fucking episodes. Uh, that's a lot of entertainment. Yeah. And I had uh, I had no idea that this would last this long and become this successful. Oh, I knew it was going to happen. Come on. I, I'm very confident. Well, I, I thought Terrence was going to bring the whole ship down. <laughs> oh, no. Back then, I wasn't confident at all. I said, shit, this is a sinking ship right now. 
Gotta start throwing <laughs> some water out and throw water, oh, Terrence out with it. That's how we made it this far. Believe me, once he left, I go, oh, we're in it for a long haul now. <laughs> but oh, by, uh, the, by the way, I want to plug Terrence's new uh, new thing now. Check this out. He's doing a Queen review now on, on YouTube. Yes. And, and guess what he calls his Queen YouTube channel? The Rock and Metal Combat Queen podcast? Close. He's calling it Queen Tube. Gee, I wonder where he got that idea from. By the way, check out Cheap Trick Tube, my brand new channel. <laughs> He's nothing if not original. But uh, yeah, man, 200 with with no sign of slowing down, and uh, we've developed quite a rabid fan base, man. And I want to hang out with these people at the Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville. I, I want to do. Unless they bring their cute sister, that's a whore. <laughs> Or street drugs. Yeah. Oh, well, that's even better. Yeah, street drugs. Yeah, we've already had your sisters. I mean, why, why do you think I want their cute sister at a horse so I can pimp her out to get street drugs? <laughs> but uh, we are currently doing the fundraiser for the Rock and Pod Expo 2. And something I want to let everybody know, man, is the faster we raise this money, the better it makes this whole experience. The more promotion we can get the better we can make it for you guys. I know this thing isn't till August, but now is the time to donate. And, uh, we, you know, we have all the different offers. For 40, you can pick it. For 60, you can pick it and guess. And for 100, you can pick something you know we don't want to do. And, you know, but it, if you can't afford those brackets, and that I understand, if you guys can even give 5 or 10 bucks can make all the difference in this expo and make it the best it can be and and then think about it, 200 episodes you've gotten for free and there there's a lot of other podcasts that have other stuff that they you know they charge for for extra content and all that shit and then that's awesome but we don't do any of that we give everything away for free you've got this you've got the youtube channel that has all kinds of exclusive shit i mean we we do a lot and uh you know and all this money this doesn't go into our pockets personally this all goes towards the expo and getting us there but it does cost a lot of money to do these things to rent the venues you have to have insurance you have to hire security yeah you have to do promotion i mean it is it is uh -oh. a costly thing you mean they're gonna have security there yeah they had it last year you well, didn't see that well they, was a, they were was they were lacking because uh, they they didn't they didn't bring the hook out for us when we were up on stage Oh, there was people who called for her heads. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but true. no, they had an old security lady, but she wasn't stopping too oh, much. I, uh, yeah, that, I noticed that that old security lady was digging us, though. I noticed when she was walking around, she left the snail trail. Yeah, yeah, she dug us. I, I mean, twenty bucks towards a donation that already covers you getting in, not only getting in, but getting in early and having the first crack at all the vinyl and stuff and all the cool shit they have to sell. But, uh, and plus, imagine going the rest of your life without me spitting in your mouth. All right. Well, another thing that we're going to do special for this 200th episode, uh, I've had a lot of people send me stuff about their bands. And I've been real, like, oh. lax. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to check it out. I'm going to do this. And, and man, I, I'm sorry. I just, I've been real slow on it. No, and, and also, this is something that should be a serious disclaimer. Because what we're about to do, it's going to light bulbs over a lot of people's heads going, oh, I'm going to send them something so they can promote our band. Please don't. 
Please don't. You know, we're gonna do. We're, somebody sent Ian some MP3s of a band, and we are gonna talk about that band. But if you got a band out there, please. But just take my route, dude, and do what Lemmy says. Put it on a flagpole and see who salutes. Because in the history of Thrasher Die, I have never once, ever once, told anybody to check out my band ever. You know, in real life, hey, look, check out my band. Yeah, people I know in real life. Hey, listen to this. But the whole concept of, because I am in a band, and believe me, nobody knows this more than me. So many messages. And I'm telling you this right now, and I, and I keep this thing. Somebody sends me a message saying, yo, Ralph, check out my band. I will not listen to it. I won't. You know, if I say I don't like it, I'm a dick. If I say I like it, it's too time consuming. I don't mean to be a prick, but dude, I, I don't do it myself. I never bother anybody about my band. So please don't do it. I mean, we're going to review this one band. What's the name of the band now, even? <coughs> Black Heron. Black Heron. And uh, we're going to talk about this. But, you know, if you've got a band, dude, look, go and, and don't take my word for it. The proof is in the pudding. Go on Facebook, type in Thrash or Die. Look how many people we have on our page. It's, I believe, 159 or 160,000 people. And not one of them, not one of them did I ever spam and say, check out my band. If your band rules, people will notice. That's all I got to say. I don't mean to be a dick, but dude, is this going to be the Rock and Metal Expo or is it going to be Star Search? You know? <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> with that great intro. And plus, oh, here's another thing I got to say. If you do send us something and we do like it, we'll we'll save it for pick of the week. How's that? Is that fair? Yeah, that's good. That's good. But this time we're not. This is the only time we're ever gonna uh, promote a, a band before the thing. But we'll do a pick of the week for any future person. But send it all to Ian, please. And if Ian digs it, he'll send it to me, and I'll like it. You know? If I like it, I'll I'll pick it too. Yeah, and this is answer. something I I, I told uh, from our Facebook page, David Swick. I said, hey, I'm going to warn you right now, you know, we're going to be honest, so don't get mad if we don't like it, you know, it's just going to be like anything else we listen to and review, we're going to be brutally honest. Uh, but Dave sent it to me, the band is Black Heron, band members are Aaron Kozlowski, good thing I'm, I grew up around Chicago, I don't want to say those. your name, <laughs> seriously, you know, I mean, Kozlowski, come on, man. Call He's yourself, a good Polish boy. I don't care. Call yourself like Aaron the Aaron uh, Pussy Squasher. <laughs> Pussy Squasher. I like that. Yeah. Uh, David, our own David Swick on drums. David Swick, come on, you should be called like David Suck My Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Steck on bass. Come on, man, Jordan Steck. The fuck? How about and, Jordan? Fuck your mother, bitch. <laughs> and, and Kevin. Kreenenbrig on guitar. What the fuck, man? <laughs> this is the most hard. I mean, come on, man. I can understand you releasing songs uh, sung in Polish. You know, that, you know, but come on. What was that guy's name again? Say it again. Which one? The last one. Kevin Kreenenberg, I believe is how it's pronounced. Kreenenbrig. Kreenenbrig? Kreenenbrig. Yeah. We just call it Kevin McDonald sucks. Right, something like that. All right. I, mean, well, I know that was a lame name, but come on. 
<laughs> I mean, look at my name, Ralph. You think I go up there and fucking, hey, look, vocals by Ralph. No, <laughs> fuck that. Just like that guy from Steel Panther. His name ain't Ralph. It's Michael Starr. Yeah. Yeah, C.C. DeVille's real name is Jebediah Horvitz. Well, that, yeah. dude, that, that sounds better than C.C. DeVille. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me playing guitar sounds better than C.C. DeVille. Take a note from the keyboard player of Bon Jovi. What would that be? I don't know, but remember, his original name was all Jewish and shit. Oh, I don't know. David Bryan. <laughs> it was David Rothenstein. <laughs> all right. Well, Black Hair Ron is a Detroit-based metal band with one mission, to melt face. We like to call ourselves our sound Detroit-style heavy metal because we have attitude of a, Detroit, a Detroiter spread all over our songs, our main influences... Our Black Sabbath, Motorhead, and the Misfits. Some o- some others are, of course, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and Kiss. Our new EP, Judgment Day, is available on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, and Spotify. We also have physical copies of sale for sale. You can private message the band, and they will send you one. So pick up a copy today. And nice. uh, who's the singer of this band? David Suck My Dick? <laughs> no, it's Aaron Aaron Kozlowski. Oh, God, yeah, that guy. I mean, I'm not here to make fun of your name, but look, Gene Simmons' real name is Chaim. You know what I mean? That's not that far off. <laughs> All right, well, they have a five-song EP we're talking about here called Judgment Day, and uh, the first song is Feel the Heat. And before I even hit play, I just saw that, and I was thinking about that uh, Feel My Heat from... Uh, from Boogie Nights <laughs> when he's trying to be a musician. That horrible song. Well, this, I gotta say, was much better than that. I dig the raw power of this band. And, David, I gotta say, you're a beast on drums, man. Uh, you are a hell of a drummer. I, I think uh, I think David's only about 20 years old, but goddamn, hell of a fucking drummer. Well, there you go. Take your advice from this fucking old fuck, man. Change your name. For the band, <laughs> bro. But uh, I, I took the raw power of it. At first, when I heard the vocals, I was a little uh, on the on Kozlowski's uh, vocals. But then after, like, by the time we got to the chorus, I'm like, I like it. it it's, it's different. It, it's definitely raw. And different is always good, too. You know, it's good. That, like, I didn't hear anybody else, you know. and then, so, so that's good right there. And I like almost like the, a, a punk aggression to it. And I really like that, but I couldn't help but think, man, if you guys had, uh, I don't know who produced this, and I like the rawness of it, but as 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 good as like you know those drums are and everything, man, I was like, ooh, to hear like a little bit better production on this, I think you guys could sound even better. But uh, but but then again, you know, it might take away from the rawness. You know, you don't want something too produced, but maybe somebody who could, uh. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it could sound better. But but I liked what I heard, if, if that makes sense. Well, if, uh, I, if I can throw my three cents in. Okay. Um, don't listen to Ian at all. I absolutely adore the production on this. And I love the I love the vocals. It was very 80s sounding, but in a good way. Not not no Kajagugu Flock of Seagulls type of 80s sounding. More like Thunderfire. I know some of you guys don't know who Thunderfire is. You know, that primitive metal sound. And I think the sound of this thing is 
perfect. There's no fucking song. I've, I haven't heard a sound like this since the 80s, and whoever the fuck produced this thing is a goddamn magician. I say keep them. Don't listen to Ian. And that singer does indeed rule. For I, I got it that when I first heard the guy's voice, I was like, dude, I dig this fucker's voice. I mean, that shit is beastly. I really do love it. I love this shit. It's great. It's awesome. Right on. Well, the next song is Lake Monster. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little more doomy, as I recall. Yes, yeah, that's even in my notes I put, I heard some St. Vitus in there. Yeah, and it speeds up a little bit here and there. It's fucking awesome. It's great. I love it. I'm definitely buying this. It, 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 I want it's, a hard copy. It's, it's like, Nos, or what's that one off, uh, not Nostradamus, uh, Loch Ness off Angel of Retribution, but good. Yeah. I, I, I like Lake Moth. I like the lyrics. I like the campy feel to it. I really dug it. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we go into the title track, Judgment Day. Yeah, uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Another winner. Another winner. I really like this one. I, I think is the longest song on the album. And uh, just had a real good feel to it, man. I, I dug it a lot. And uh, what'd you think of Judgment Day? Loved it. It was a great fucking song. Kicked ass. Right on. Then the Viper. Oh, I like this one, man. Talk about, like, ripping flesh and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> I just dug it, man. I mean, I love I loved the lyrics for, you know, uh, it, it wasn't no Bob Dylan. It was, this is just some full-blown metal shit, man. And I fucking, I dug the shit out of it. Well, I and, like it because it's not like Bob Dylan. <laughs> right, but you know what I mean? It's like, they're not trying to, there's no message in this song other than fucking ripping flesh and fucking just metal. I'll take fucking... that shit over that whining idiot we're talking about blowing in the wind and crap. Fuck that. Great song about Viper. Uh, and then we end with Crimson Slaughter. And I'm, I'm still... Man, I don't know what's my favorite. I don't know if it's Viper or Crimson Slaughter because I really love this one too. This one really reminded me of like Paul Diano era Maiden. I definitely got that feel to it. And, yeah, uh, I, I can't name a favorite but I gotta tell you like... That first song is a perfect opener, I'll tell you that. Feel the heat, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect opener. I mean, I, I mean it was, it's a great song to open it because, it, it, I mean, for somebody like me, you know, it's like, it just grabbed me. It's like, oh, oh, I dig this, so I'm looking forward to the rest of it, you know? And plus, all you, all, all you people out there with ADD, it's an EP, get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed this one, man. I'm gonna pick myself up a copy as well, and uh, and David was very excited uh, that we were gonna review this and and very happy. So I, I hope you like that. And by by no means, you know, I wasn't trying to criticize. I was just uh, trying to point out areas where I thought maybe some shit could change. Ralph says leave it the way it well, is. Well, like Ian said, we're not gonna we're not gonna fucking uh, half-ass this or fake it, not to right. spare your feelings. Because honestly, I don't know who, you know, Dave Suck My Dick is. But <laughs> I, I could tell you this, man. If I didn't like it, I would have been honest, man. I mean, I'm not gonna... I'm not bullshitting. This shit is great. It's really, really good. <gasps> Excuse yeah. me. And, and uh, yeah, I totally... <coughs> uh, not, not, not that I have to, but I, I'll totally back that up because Ralph told me that the minute he listened to it he's like oh damn that shit was good you know I was like oh cool cool I, I'm not going to ask you guys to autograph it but if each member can get a sharpie and scratch out your last names 
I would really appreciate that. <laughs> should should they scratch it out or should they write in new ones? Uh, no, no, just scratch out the last name with a with a black sharpie. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, if you know, and, and Dave, I'll, if please, I just want Dave to autograph it, just put Dave suck my dick. <laughs> this is for Ralph. Suck my dick. <laughs> Dave, suck my dick. Awesome. Yeah, well, if that you're is... right, don't say thanks, Ralph, because it'll <laughs> sound like I sucked your dick. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, Black Heron, check it out. You can get it through iTunes, Spotify, all that fucking shit. The way kids buy the music these days. Yeah, let them buy it their way. I want a hard copy. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can you can get hard copies through Amazon and, and stuff like that. I believe. Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry. I thought we had a right to them personally okay cool maybe they they're wise like dr fuckalicious and is selling their shit on cd baby because if you're not you're fucking up go to cd baby and oh oh i'm 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 sorry maybe may, yeah you were right it says we also have physical copies for sale so you can private message the band about that so maybe these other ones that are through the others are all uh mp3s so either way look up uh black hair on that's spelled h-e-i-r-o-n and I hope you know how to spell black. Uh, check it out, man. Give these guys a listen. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, he, he, he's a fan of our show, you know? So you know he's got good taste. Seal of approval. All righty. Well, do we have time for any news? Yeah, go ahead. David Coverdale says the new uh, Whitesnake album, Flesh and Blood, will be their best. Yeah, and well, I, what, what, uh, what did you do? Get another singer? <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. Well, the guy can't sing anymore. I mean, he's terrible. I don't think he's that bad. No, he's terrible. I tell you, I, I said it before in a past episode. When I saw the Slip of the Tongue tour, I don't think I've ever seen a better vocal performance live other than Robin Zander when I saw David Coverdale back then. Holy fuck, he's a freak of nature. But, but you don't... Like, no, I, yeah. I, I think he sucks now. It's terrible. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I doubt it'll be their best, but I'll, I'll check it out. I thought their last couple albums weren't too bad. Uh, well, this pertains to the episode uh, we're doing today. Did you see uh, the post by Glenn Tipton today? Oh, yes. Talking about his Parkinson's. No, yeah. I didn't read it, though. Yeah, well, it was it was a very, very nice letter. And just saying that, you know, he didn't even decide this until they started rehearsing for this tour. And just felt that he wasn't up to par uh, to tour it. But he said... That he has good days and bad days and did allude that he will make some appearances with the band on this tour. Uh, you know, I doubted it would be for a full show, but at least come out, play a couple songs and says that, you know, he is, you know, on some new medicine and stuff. And, and hopefully, you know, he's he's not calling it an end and says he will continue to write. Uh, you know, so they haven't come flat out and said this is going to be it. So you never know. Uh and boy, what a lucky bastard you'd be if you were at one of the shows where he does come out. Uh, I would imagine, though, that would most likely probably be one in, in Europe. But uh, he also thanked all the fans for the for the overwhelming support. And uh, I, you know, I want to thank the fans, man, because I've I've seen a I've seen a lot of fans be cool, and I've seen a lot of douchebags about this whole situation. And uh, to me, man, if you're a douche about this shit, fuck you. You know, you don't really love Priest. You know, you don't understand what they're still putting into it. 
So, man, I, I agree. I, and and I hope uh, I hope they do announce more dates because as of now they don't have ones in Florida or uh, Louisiana. But hopefully that changes. And I would love to go see this with you. That would be amazing. Homo. I know, I know. It's a bromance. But uh, I tell you, I woke up this morning to see With a wine footage. glass in my hand. Who's <laughs> one? What one? Where the hell I die? <laughs> uh, woke up and watched footage from last night's uh, uh, concert or the the tour opener. Holy shit! Did they sound good? What did What did you think, Ralph? I was floored. Uh, first time they ever played Saints and Hell. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I got to see how Alfred sounds on this. Unbelievably good. You know, he hit yeah. every note. I mean, sure, it's not a young Alfred. It doesn't sound like the stage, but he hit every note on that yeah. song. That song is like, you know, that's a very strenuous vocal performance on that song, and he did it. And I was like, god damn, man, what is he pushing seventy? Uh, I think he's. 66 maybe 64 or 66 I, I know Glenn's the oldest member of the band uh, at 70 and the last but, guy to, last guy to join out of the 70s lineup yeah uh, but man the only one I got to check out you know because I as soon as I got home we started recording this but I only got to hear the Saints in Hell but I was blown away did you oh, listen to any yeah, of the others all of them oh yeah uh, Ripper he hit that Beginning note, um, uh, Bloodstone sounded great. Uh, I saw them. Uh, I saw the new song, not Fire. Well, I saw Fire Fire, but the other one, Evil Never Dies, I think. Yeah. The other song it sounded great. Dude. Sounded really cool. Yeah. I, I, oh, Running Wild. Yeah. I mean, nice. I, nice to I, see I, that in the set yeah. list. Yeah. I've never seen them perform that live ever. I know Halford was doing it with a solo band, but I don't think Priest has done it since uh, the Pretty Steeler Point of Entry. Thing. Uh, I'm trying to remember that they, they had all that all that info on uh, Setlist FM last night. They were listening like it's the first time they played it since such and such, and I think they played it a little bit more recently than that. But I know Sinner hasn't been played since Ram It Down. I know yeah. that. Oh wow, yeah. wow! Uh, and he sounded great doing that too. Yeah, but w- one thing, yeah, I even talked to you this morning when uh, when I talked to you on the way to work. A uh, little weird seeing Andy Sneap up there, I will say, because he doesn't really look the part. Uh, I mean, but the most important thing is how he sounded, and he sounded great. I mean, him and Richie together, I mean, shit, on staying class, I thought they sounded amazing. But it was weird because Priest does have a sort of a uniform with the, with the leather and everything, and he had on the leather pants, but it, it was almost looked to me uh, like a dress shirt. Unless it was like a leather shirt, I don't know. And uh, we both agreed the situation with this guy's hair. Go ahead and shave your head. Yeah, I didn't really notice uh, his dress the way he dressed because his head was like, dude, you have like little patches of hair up there. Just shave that shit off. Dude. <laughs> so Andy, yeah, Andy Sneap needs uh, Andy Snip. <laughs> so the visual might have been a little bit off, but what you know, what really matters is the sound, and the sound was incredible. Uh, and definitely capable, man. It sounded like Judas Priest to me. So yeah, it sounded great, dude. I, I def- I'm sold. Yeah, and 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 Ian Hill doing the the Ian Hill moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just it's classic. 
and of Faulkner course, Faulkner has amazing presence. Oh yeah, yeah, real, really good presence. Uh, the metal god was incredible. Scott Travis is always incredible behind the kit. Uh, man, I just, I really want to see this. And I don't know about you, man, but ever since we did this review, and because uh, we recorded the review over the weekend, we're doing the news now on Wednesday. I, I just cannot stop listening to Judas Priest. I've been listening to Judas Priest nonstop. I think today at work I listened to uh, what else? I, li- I listened to Stained Class. I uh, listened to Point of Entry. I listened to Defenders of the Faith. I listened to Redeemer of Souls. I mean, I just like man. Yeah, I did the same thing. I all I did was listen to Old Priest because you know just to get this firepower uh, crap out of my head because shit's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, Stick around and you'll hear why. And we had to listen to it so much for the review. Yeah, and it was like so terrible. Like, I got so bored of it, even reviewing it, that we went into a whole kiss rant with exclusive <laughs> kiss talk. Yeah, yeah, that kiss news. You'll get it this week. Yeah, we won't fuck you. Yeah. Don't fuck that up again, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. No, I won't. I, <laughs> we, I won't. I promise. <laughs> we need those kiss numbers. Trust me, Winslow. <laughs> uh oh. Did you see footage yeah, of. I did. Okay, the new guy that's singing for Lynch Mob. Oh, no, I didn't know. Nathan Utes, U-T-Z. TikTok man? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He was formerly in a band called Blondes. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Come on, a band called Blondes? Remember, I'm I'm like the anti-poser here. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of this this guy or or, or the band, but, uh, man, this guy sounded good. Uh, and I, I would definitely check it out, man. Uh, I, I, I'd love to see Lynch Mob. Just, I'd love to see George Lynch. I've never seen George Lynch live. I know you've 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 seen him with Dokken. Have you ever seen Lynch Mob? <laughs> yes, I have. With Oni, by the way. But oh it yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't like the original first album tour. It's all right. When he reunited like several years ago. Yeah, it was. Good. It was. I, okay. I'm not really a Lynch Mob fan though. But right. It was good. It was a good night. Uh, Right. How how was Lynch? Uh, Lynch was awesome. Lynch Lynch is hit and miss to me though. Uh, I've never seen Lynch suck, but right. I've seen him like sometimes like wow, and then sometimes it's like wow, he was better last time. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I've I've heard some people say that that he doesn't really have it like he used to, uh, especially live. Uh, but the the clips I saw. Yeah, uh, and and the, the full concert is up, but I kind of you know just fast you know forward a little bit to check it out. But uh, I thought he sounded good, and I was really impressed with the singer. So hopefully they come by. Uh, Alice is he, is he blonde? Um, it's hard to tell because it's really they're playing like a club. But uh, another band that's getting ready to put out a new album, and and they're going to tour, and of course are not coming here is Alice in Chains. And uh, I, I love Alice in Chains, and I like this shit with this new oh, I uh, saw, singer. I saw them with the new singer; they were awesome. Yeah did Did you see him back in the day with Lang? Uh, twice. Oh, nice, nice. How How was it? Uh, both times were great. Yeah, stellar. Oh man, well, what a great fucking band! And I, I would love to see him. And at first, I was really kind of against them. Uh, you know, calling it Alice in Chains, and and, and this new guy. I'm like, I don't know. How do you? You know, there's certain singers that just seem irreplaceable. But uh, I really like this guy, and I, I love that he doesn't try to be Lane. He just does his own thing. Uh, 
and and I really enjoyed both the the albums with him. I know you liked the first one, but not the second one, right? Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't get into the second one, but the one with the heart on the cover that was good. Yeah, yeah. I well, I enjoyed both of them. So, uh, man, hopefully they change some dates around and, and come here. I like the first one more because it sounded more like uh, uh, Black Herons. <laughs> oh, production wise. Speaking of bullshit, here's a story I'm not hey. buying. <laughs> uh, John Karabi says he wasn't very familiar with Motley Crue's records when he joined the band. Well, you know, uh, this is not new because if anybody out there listens to John Karabi on the Decibel Geek, he said it there too. It's like now he said it on some other podcast and it becomes news. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Siznak and Eric uh, was the ones uh, that, that got this guy to say that first. Right. No, and, and I have heard him say that before, you know, on their podcast and in other interviews. But I'm calling bullshit because back in the day, everybody heard that no, shit. No, I, I think it's true because he, what really? he said, yeah, what he said was he was familiar with the MTV songs, but you know he didn't know like use it or lose it or you know shit like that. He knew like Livewire and Looks a Kill. You know, he, I, I believe him. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I like John Karabi. He seems like a really cool guy and an honest guy. I just find it really hard. Like everybody. I knew that was into music back then. New Motley Crue. Well, the thing is that, you know, he even admits all he has in his iPod is 70s music. So just imagine, I mean, I know he's been around it. Come on. I mean, the guy plays clubs, so I'm sure between bands, he probably heard Shout at the Devil. And it's like, oh, this doesn't sound like Feel Like Making Love, so I don't care who that is. You know what I mean? I can totally see it. I'm sorry. I believe him. I believe you, John. Do my my podcast, not not this one. Ian hates you. No, I don't hate him. I just find that... Ian you know, calls you a liar. That, that'd be like if you're, you're asked to join Led Zeppelin. Like, oh, I think I heard a song or two. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, and by, by no means are they fucking Led Zeppelin. But I'm in the 80s, though, man, they were all over the place. Well, I, don't, dude, I, I don't I don't know every fucking Poison or Bon Jovi song. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not going to look into that shit. So, you know, that's that's pretty much how he, he doesn't... Right. Well, well, okay, like, you're you're in a thrash band, and you're you're pretty up-to-date on all the thrash bands. I mean, what do you say, especially the more popular ones, you at least know their music. Yeah, of course. Okay, that, that's all. That's all. And, you know, he was in a band like a Scream, and to me, that was some Motley Crue shit, you know? Yeah, I, yeah more Cinderella, if you have Oh, right, but you know what I'm saying? But if you're doing that type of music, wouldn't you be kind of familiar with what's out there? And I, I don't know. I just Hey, hey, Karabi, I'm not falling for it. He's not getting through to me, okay? Beerable, <laughs> do, our, do my show. Beer, he's not going to make me hate you as much as he, he hates you. It's not going to happen. I don't hate him. I'm just saying it sounds uh, kind of oh, fishy. So in other words, you just like bullshit artists. I get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Is this going to last another 200 episodes? Uh, Rob Hofford says, getting back to this damn Judas Priest band again, uh, says that Glenn Tipton rejected the idea of performing with backing tapes. And uh, and I think that's very wise and respect that because there are plenty of artists, <laughs> Motley Crue, that perform <coughs> with backing tapes. John Karabi, yeah. I'm telling you, man, 
I don't think he used backing tape. Fucking Ian. I don't know what his problem is. I'm talking about Motley Crue now. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. Yeah, have Karabian so I can apologize. Like, hey, I think what that was bullshit. I like that fucking album. Okay. But, but, I'm going to bitch about the production. <laughs> True story. I think that album's overproduced. I don't know. Fuck this shit. Let's get on with it. It's a 200th episode. Some band called Judas Priest did a did an album in our honor. We can at least talk about it. Yeah, this album sucks. But then again, I'm kind of sibilish. <laughs> I call I'm, bullshit. <laughs> let's see, let's see how I felt last Sunday compared to now. <laughs> Here's the review. All right, now it's time to review the brand new album as we are recording this. Judas Priest Firepower, right, Ian? Oh yeah. That's right. That's I love this shit. Yeah, well, we'll see what I think of this. Uh, so you love this album, huh? Yeah. I, and I, no negativity is going to bring me down. I'm very happy. Very excited. Well, it shouldn't. That's right. It shouldn't. Don't be like those those fucking uh, insensitive, insecure scumbags that can't deal with people's opinions that don't match with theirs. Yeah, fuck those wham-whams. Exactly. Fuck this them This Judas Priest. Judas fucking priest, yes. And their new album, Firepower. How I discovered this album a couple days ago. How about you? Yeah. Same thing? Uh, well, whatever. No, uh, what, what today? Today is Sunday, and I sent it to you on Wednesday. I mean, uh, Mr. X. Yeah, Mr. X did, Wednesday. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, first of all, I just want to say 200 episodes. 200 episodes. Oh, yeah. This is the 200th episode, and... Uh, it was supposed to be a best of, but uh, somebody uh, somebody couldn't hang like I did before. But then again, you know I can't hang doing uh, that shit anymore yeah. either. That guy, that guy. But you know, you know who did step it up for us was Judas Priest. Judas Priest is like, hey, it's a 200th episode of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Let's and, get and this I'll, shit out in time. Right, you know, and fucking Glenn Tipton's like, yeah, but, but I got to do it for the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. But that is not going to affect the grade curve. I'm going to be very honest and sincere in this review. Not uh, me. I'm going to fake it. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm going to be. I'm going to be brutally honest on this fucking album. All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know. First of all, though, you know, you hear about this album coming out, and uh, you know, I, I'm excited. You know, because I want to hear new music from Judas Priest. I did love uh, Redeemer of Souls. Uh, I thought the production though was horrible. I thought it was really bad. Like a lot, lot of people complain about uh, uh, what's that fucking Metallica one? Uh, Death Magnetic. You know, that's kind of how I felt about uh, Redeemer Souls. Good songs, shitty production. Never let Glenn Tipton near, you know, the production booth. And any album that he's involved in in the production has suffered. Uh, as much as a legend he is, he he's not the produ- He's not Phil Spector. Uh, so I was very happy to bring in Tom Allman, who, of course, did all the classics. And not only that, but to bring in Andy Sneap, who, in my opinion, is like, you know, what people say, you know, what critics consider Rick Rubin to be, Andy Sneap is the real deal. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I'm going to take an artist that you know and you love, and I'm going to bring it back, and I'm going to kick ass. Andy Sneap is the real fucking deal. He's not sleeping on the couch. 
he's uh, participating. So I was like, man, the combination between these two, oh man, this, this is, uh, they're going to knock it out of the park. So you hear little snippets on uh, on YouTube. And, and I'm always weird about the snippets. I can't judge shit from what they put up. I don't know. You know, it's like I remember the first time I heard a snippet of Tattoo. I was like, oh, good. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, all right, you know. I like to hear full songs better than snippets. I don't like that shit. Uh, but I heard a couple snippets of this, and I was like, okay. Kind of sounds like uh, Redeemer of the Souls, uh, kind of... I don't know how excited I am, but I'm just happy Juice Freak making a new album. But now, thanks to Mr. X, I finally got the full product in my fucking hand. And I and I hear this first song that is, uh, hold on here, I'm, uh... Title track. Yeah, title track. Sorry, sorry, I, I was supposed to record hours ago. I'm very inebriated. The title track, Firepower. Holy shit! Is this a great opener? Uh, through and through, fucking priest. Uh, this this to me sounds like something that could have came off Defenders, and, and right away I'm loving the riff, I'm loving the vocals, uh, I'm loving the production. To me, th- this is you know Judas Priest. I mean, this is grade A heavy metal. They deserve great production, not fucking half-ass. Hey, we're gonna try to save twenty bucks by producing ourselves. No, go out and get somebody that's gonna fucking knows what they're doing, gonna tune the knobs, tell you when to trim the fat, and uh, it paid off in spades, in my opinion. Because firepower, holy shit. Even though I'm still kind of eh on the album cover, album cover don't mean shit, it's about the music. Uh, this kicks ass, priest through and through. I dig this track, what do you think? Well, as you mentioned snippets before, uh, this was the first little snippet they gave out there, and everybody was going ape shit over it. And then I heard it, and I was like, "Ain't really doing much for me." That snippet didn't do much. I didn't like the snippet. So then I, I now I finally heard the full song, and I'm like, "Dude, this is a killer song. It's fucking badass." But that fucking snippet I heard is what I hate about this song. I'm sorry. I don't like the chorus, dude. Fire power. It annoys the piss out of me. I'm sorry. We're getting off to a bad start, even though as a whole, it's a great song. If the chorus is a little different, I can hang. But the first time I heard it, I heard it a total of eight times. So uh, I have a complaint about the song. It's the it's the chorus. It, it, it bothers me. But everything else is really good. But uh, I'll take the next one. Lightning Strikes. Total Priest. Killer riff, chunking, chugging riffing that goes into even a badass riff before the solo. That badass metallic lyrics, catchy as all fuck. This song right here is an instant priest classic. What do you think? Oh, uh, this, this is one definitely when I heard the snippet, I was like, mm, mm. Oh, I didn't hear the snippet. When I first heard the yeah. song, they released the video. So I didn't get to hear the snippet. Uh, yeah, I heard a snippet. I was like... Mm-hmm. And then I heard the song. I was like, fucking A! God damn, this is fucking totally classic Priest. And this is one, like, every time I've listened to this album, I love this song more and more. I mean, from the first time I heard the complete song, I loved it. 
But now on every repeat listen, it, I mean, it's just getting better and better and better. Absolutely love Lightning Strikes. Total Priest classic. Totally. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. When the first time hearing it, I was like, this is like Judas Priest to the bone. You see, Redeemer of Souls, I'm like you, dude. I love that album. But if you listen to that album, it's very power metalish. Yes. It's not as classic Priest as Lightning Strikes. And some songs coming up on it. Especially one song. It's like, God damn. This is so 80s Priest. I haven't heard a song like this since the 80s from Priest. But we'll yeah. get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what one that is, too. Yeah, and what do you think of the next one? Evil Never Dies. <laughs> Evil Never Dies. Oh, my God. Once the lyric first started, I, I almost threw up. <laughs> the the devil has just left Georgia, <laughs> you know. But he's, oh, I dig that so much. But, but he's like, uh, still something or other. And I was just like, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. And it reminded me of, of Painkiller, which I absolutely love Painkiller. I, I love Painkiller a thousand times more than you. Overrated. But, but uh, Painkiller you know, rules, but it's not Judas Priest to me. But, uh... The, the, the lyrics, I was like, oh my god, these are some of the worst lyrics, but the music is so good, I overlook it. When I heard the lyrics, the, 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 when it starts out with the devil just left, your devil left Georgia, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is so bad. But, by the time it gets to the chorus, it's so infectious and so much fun, I just said, fuck this shit, it ain't Bob Dylan, it's fucking Judas Priest, it was hooky as hell. I fucking love it. Evil never dies. Kicks fucking ass. I love it. Oh, hell yeah. The lyrics are awesome. I mean, yeah, sure, they're no, we don't need no, 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 no parade. Yeah, that gotcha. that you don't have a problem with. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow, this one smokes. What a killer driving slab of pure traditional heavy metal. This solidifies why they are still the metal gods. Slamming song that goes into this mellow section briefly, reminiscing of uh, the Sentinel, except not a spoken word, but little singing for a few seconds. Then the riffage is fucking lethal. Cool and short solo. Chorus and... It just... Dude, if, I, if they ever play, play this live, this is a chorus I would scream my ass off. Uh, too, you know, it'd be a crime if they don't play this one live. Evo! Never die. I love it. Fuck yeah, next one. Never the Heroes. <clears throat> a bit more laid back with with an edge. I dig it. It sounds like uh, one of those songs that may grow on me even more than it does now, even though I love it now, but kind of like worth fighting for off Angel Retribution. Ooh, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. But, you know, when I first heard it, I had the same feel I have for Never the Heroes. I dug it the first couple of listens, but man, as the time went by, it was like, fuck. This is even better than how much I dug it before. Uh, I think uh, this will do the same thing as Worth Fighting For, so you know, and it, well, I hope it does because I will love uh, this just as much as uh, uh, and, uh, Worth Fighting For, you know, once it sinks in. I have a feeling it will because Never the Heroes is great. The thing is that the first three songs are just like so head bashing. 
that it's like, you know, when you get to this, it's like, all right, man, this ain't as metal. It's still metal, but not as crushing metal. But, uh, but it's cool. I dig it. But, you know, I felt the same way about we're fighting for it. We deal with the devil. Judas is rising. And then it goes into that. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But uh, I love it. Uh, what do you think of the next one? Necromancer. Well, hey, I don't get to say Never the Heroes. Oh, go. Uh, I love this one. Finally, Judas Priest wrote a song about us. I, I see some people think that, you know, they're writing this about, you know, the military and stuff like that. No. No, they wrote this about us and, and how thankless it is for the fucking painstaking work that the Rock and Metal Combat podcast does. That's what I get out of this shit. I fucking love this fucking track. And to me, this should be like one you're waiting for, Mr. Painkillers 2 One Dimensional. Here they're switching it up. It's a it's a mid-tempo track. You know, to me it kind of harkens back to something like uh uh when the night comes down or something. You know, that's just uh-huh. a little bit uh, you know, a little bit it, it's it's not all balls to the wall, it's it's more mid-tempo. And I fucking love it, dude. And I really think that this one is going to grow on you, honestly. You no, know, I, you say- no, it, it, I know it's a great song. But it, uh, what I'm trying to explain is that this is one of those songs. Because I got that experience from Worth, Worth Fighting For. It's like when right. I first heard it, I was like, this is a cool song. But then later it was like, you know, it's another great example, Turning Circles. Back oh, then I was um, like, yeah, Turning Circles is cool. It's not no hot rocking. But now I like it more than hot rocking, you know what I mean? So I, I have a, that's what I'm trying to explain with Never the Heroes. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those songs that I like even more later where I, I like it a lot now, you know? And that's oh, yeah. a great sign of a song when it gets even better as time goes by. So I'm hoping Never the Heroes is one of those songs. I think it will be. It's going to hit you, trust me. What do you think of Necromancer? Well, I think you should take that one because I took uh, Never the Heroes first. See how fair I am, bro? Ying and yang, oh. my buddy. Hey, hold on, hold on. Before you start this song, I got something to tell you. You ready? Okay. Is that let a me... kiss or a fart? What the well, let me try that again. Mm. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a kiss. There you go. That one's better. <laughs> All right, and you know what sounds better than kiss? Judas Priest. Judas Priest is better than kiss. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All you fucking kiss fans, Judas Priest is better. Serves much for fate, Black Sabbath. And fucking the Beatles. Oh my God, Judas Priest is so fucking awesome, and I'm so excited, man. I've been playing this notice, shit. Out of this notice, notice, I didn't mention Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh, oh no, because Kiss I'm, is I'm, better than Iron Maiden. I'm about ready to go there because I've been playing the shit out of this album, getting ready for this 200th episode of Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And uh, man, I, I'm blaring this shit. I'm cleaning the house. I go into, uh, you know, what we consider the craft room, and that's where all my, my DVDs and my CDs and my Blu-rays and the old lady, all her shit is, and the litter box. Well, fucking Tommy took every fucking Maiden CD after fucking Somewhere in Time and buried that shit under fucking perfumed gravel. Because <laughs> he's like, fuck that shit, fuck Iron Maiden. I got a, he took a hot steam and pissed and then buried it because Jesus Christ, if fucking Iron Maiden could never do this fucking shit. What this album's doing with songs under fucking five minutes and kicking ass, 
fuck you, Iron Maiden, and fuck you, Book of Souls fucking apologists. Yeah, you know, if you if you like fucking, uh, you know, Book of sh- uh, Souls, you book probably... Book of shit! Yeah, Book of I shit. I saw what you were going to do there. Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking horrible. And even my cat knows it. And, 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 and you know, yeah, I might have dug out a couple of those CDs. I love the Blaze Bailey ones in there, though, because fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, why not? Since all the Maiden Tards hate that shit, let's let's praise it. Oh, uh, oh no, the Maiden Tards love that fucking. Wait, by shit. by the way, I got a service, uh, public service announcement. Ready? Yes, sir. This is going out to everybody out there to say, why do you have to compare Judas Priest to Iron Maiden? Can't you just love both? Uh, and now my public announcement to that: Fuck you. Now continue, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Here's mine. Go listen to fucking Tears of a Clown, you fucking homo. And then listen to Necromancer. You tell me what's fucking metal, fucking idiot. Yeah, go listen fucking. to Empire of the Clouds. And then when you wake up, go listen to some fucking Judas Priest. Firepower! Oh, my God. Oh, my. This, this fucking album shits all over fucking Iron Maiden. Shits all over new albums from Kiss. Shits all over new albums from all these other fucking bands. Like, Jesus Christ, these motherfuckers are in their 60s and way more metal. Fuck you, Iron Maiden. Yeah. I mean, see, I really started thinking that while I'm listening to this, I was like, God damn it, why can't Iron Maiden do something? I'm listening to all these songs, and I'm like, there's shit on this album that's just as good as anything off of fucking Power Slave. And and, and fucking how long has fucking Iron Maiden been sucking their thumb doing half-ass Jethro Tull? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. This Preach! Is real, Preach! This, this is the real fucking deal, Holyfield. And as much as, oh, God you, damn it, I love, I, I, I love old school Iron Maiden. Priest fucking owns their fucking ass hey, so hey, bad. Hey, 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 I got a fuck. question for you then. Yes, sir. Does old school Jesus Priest bury old school Iron Maiden? Um, Come on, come on, don't let me down. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying there, I, I would give it, you know, until Iron Man lost her way, I'd give it neck and neck because I got much respect for old school Iron Maiden. But mm. fucking, but but after fucking 86, oh, fucking Maiden, I mean, free shit's all over fucking Iron Maiden. Has Iron, Iron Maiden, Maiden ever made an album as good as Unleashed in the East? No. No, you got me there. Thank you! All you right! Judas Priest, old school Judas Priest buries Iron Maiden with just one album. Thank you got me there. You yeah. Got me there. But, uh, oh my God, we're talking about Necromancer here. And I'm like, Priest knows how to be Priest. And I fucking love it. I love Necromancer. This is, oh man, I, I love hearing a band that knows who the fuck they are. Even though Priest has experimented a lot throughout their career when they, when they do their shit. They do it right. Fuck, there's no way in fucking hell Iron Maiden could do any a, a song like this. No fucking way. Fucking uh, goddamn Nickel McBrain would, would would have to renounce his fucking religion. You know, and it would probably give fucking Dickinson cancer again to do something this fucking heavy. I love Necromancer. Kicks ass. What do you think? I love Necromancer by Rush. I mean, I love Necromancer by Rush. That's one of my favorite Rush songs. And this one's even better! Thank you. How the fuck can they write a song like this 40 years plus into their career? What the fuck? Dude, let me tell you something. I'm going to make the best Rush and I album next. You know how I'm going to do it, dude? You're going to copy this? Sucking cock. 
Okay. Yeah, this fucking rules. Got it right off the bat. This one, I didn't, I didn't, I don't need time to fucking like this one. Love those dueling guitar solos. Oh my God, Necromancer is a fucking scorcher. Thank you. But we haven't gotten to my favorite track. Have we gotten to your favorite track yet, Ian? No. All right. The lovely Gina Elizabeth. I put up on um, on uh, the Rock and Metal Combat page. I go like, man, everybody's putting clips of the you know songs of the New Jesus Streets, but nobody's talking about my favorite song. Well, Gina Elizabeth said, well, this is my favorite song. She named two. One of the two is my favorite song, and the other one she named, I think maybe my second or close to my second. I, I don't I know. I saw that. I saw that. She guessed it, but it's not. Uh, she didn't guess. Uh, what uh, we're going into chil- uh, Children of the Sun now. Yes. <coughs> not my favorite song, but goddamn, it's another winner. It's another winner. It might be Killer Filler. I don't know. Time will tell. But it has some awesome changes in this song. That dude, I can't help but bring my but bring my arm all the way up with the horns up in the air. And fucking twirl my head like early Uriah. Thank you. What do you think of Children of the Sun? All right. Well, this one I would definitely consider an album track. But I dig it. I dig, their album tracks are better than the best shit on a on a modern Maiden album. Yeah, fuck Iron Maiden. That's right. By far. By far. This... this and, I don't know. It's like it's even almost too good to call filler, but I would still call it an album track. Uh, but but it, they understand who they are, and they understand their audience, and and th- they do it right. This shits all over anything on fucking anything. Maiden's done since '86. I love it. Children of the Sun, not my favorite, but I still fucking dig it. Great song. What do you think about the instrumental Guardians? Guardians. Oh, it's your turn. Okay, I'll go again. Guardians. Wow, this is unnecessary. Uh, Not horrible. Not horrible, but uh, I don't think, you know, this is not the hell yet. You know, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't even the, uh, what's that, battle cry, or whatever the fucking thing is on the, on painkiller. This doesn't deserve its own track. Not horrible, not horrible, but they, you know, they should have made this and 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 rising from the ruins one fucking song, because this does not garnish, uh, it, it's its own number, if you will, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, it is an instrumental, right? Right, but but I mean, to me, when I listen to it, it it's an intro to Rise from Ruins. Yeah, it, it it reminds me of early Priest, you know, the early. Uh little, you know, victim of changes type, you know, intro. Right, and I'm not saying it's horrible, but I mean, do you think it, it's good enough to garnish its own title? Its own no, edit? no, I think it should have been part of the next song. Okay. But I like it. I, I really do like it, you know, but uh, the next song, uh, I, I love this one quite a bit. I you love know, it. It's, uh, this one stays like a, a mid-tempo path, uh, path that just moves along nicely again great solos by both Glenn and Richie and it's a pretty epic tune and I'm not sure if this one <clears throat> will like actually grow on me grow on me 
but I could be wrong. But it's pretty good for me now. Uh, does not suck at all. The solos, I'm telling you, is like the highlight. The killer shredding and the harmony solo is pretty badass. And as for the rest of the song, it may not be as mind-blowing as what I've heard before on this album. But that could change. And if it does, it will surprise me. But, you know, it's cool. It's a cool tune. I dig it. I'm not going to say it sucks. So uh, I'll take the next one, Flamethrower. Well, hold on. I got to talk about Rise from Ruins. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. It's 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 uh, not Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rise from Ruins. I love it, dude. To me, to me this is definitely... Uh, it kind of... To me, this could come off a couple different albums. I could hear this on Defenders. I could hear this on Angel of Retribution. Uh, uh, definitely mid-tempo, but it's it's Priest doing Priest. And this is a prime example of one that uh, I like from the get-go, but the more I listen to it, I, I get into it even more. And uh, I can already tell, though. There, there's a lot of times when albums come out by bands that I love. That uh, Like, oh yeah, this, this is good, this is good. But the true test is, am I still going to be listening to it, you know, four months from now? This shit is so good, I know this is going to be in constant rotation. And I, I love the last Slayer album. I love the last Testament album. But I'm going to be honest, I don't listen to them as much as I do the old shit. But I, I, I really, really got this feeling with this album that, that this is something that's going to be in constant constant rotation uh I'm, I'm so fucking happy so far i mean fuck we're eight songs well technically seven songs into it fucking blows my mind dude that that's fucking limeys in their 60s can do this fucking shit dude. amazing holy shit i dig this shit what do you think of the next one flamethrower this is the song i was telling you about that sounds like an 80s sounding pre-song that i haven't heard since the 80s um, third, and I love that third verse where Rob raises up a few notches. Sounds fucking amazing. Then hits those soaring highs that cement him as the fucking best metal singer ever. And those little highs at the very end with the flamethrower reminds me like the how how he ends Jawbreaker. Um, what a uh, 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 man! This is like the song. It's like, dude, Judas Priest just released an, an epic album that they actually not not many bands can capture the essence of decades ago you know they always have to throw in kind of like a little modern twist or a little you know uh progress how they progressed it this one dude this one definitely could have came off of you know of uh, off of uh defenders you know or, or screamer for vengeance this reminds me of that era it's very 80s sounding and I love that to throw an 80s sounding song in the middle of this fucking album and and not only 80s sounding but 80s traditional metal you know flamethrower fucking rules and a lot of people uh, point to this one as their favorite and I don't blame them though it's not mine but I don't blame people saying flamethrower is my favorite because I, I see most people uh, point at this one as their favorite track and I don't blame them what do you think well, man, I was ready to fucking chew your ass up and spit it out on this fucking song because I saw you made a post and maybe it was a typo. No, it wasn't a typo. Somebody said, oh, your favorite's Flamethrower. See, everybody thinks. And I was like, no, Flame Nowhere. That's yeah. what I said because it's not my favorite. But did I bash it? No, 
and a scout of one to ten, I give it nine hundred thousand five hundred sixty-three five fifty billion. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I well, I I misinterpreted what you said. I was like, what? What? Because I was like, oh my god, it's so it's so cheesetastic, but I love this fucking song. And uh, yeah, '80s. You're right. It's '80s through and through. And I love like how it is on the verses. And then when it gets to the chorus, it becomes like a whole nother beast. It go, it went in a direction that I thought, like I, I totally did not see it fucking coming. Like okay, kind of standard, kind of stock. And then when it goes into flamethrower, and I was like, oh my god, this is so Judas Priest. This is so fucking Judas Priest. I love this shit. And uh, so yeah, man, I love this shit. And I'm glad you like it because I really thought you were gonna fucking shit on it man I'm glad you did it because I dig it you know what the <laughs> song's about <laughs> yeah a gay it's midget a, gay midget tossing yeah about Andrew Jacobs getting thrown out a window ooh but uh oh god I love this song but then it leads into uh what is currently my favorite song on the album oh dear and I, and I say currently because uh you know, shit can change, and a lot of times, uh, you know, when when I, I know how I am when I get a new album, uh, you know, listen to it through and through, and then there's that one song that I like repeat over and over and over till I, I kind of almost burn myself out on the song, and 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 then I find myself drifting to other songs. But right now, my favorite song is Spectre. Oh my God! But. What I love about this shit, though, is uh, this is Judas Priest ripping somebody off. But it's ripping off a goddamn legend. And by legend, I mean Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> because when I hear this song, I'm like, keep your eye on the sparrow. I'm sorry. I, I cannot hear this song without hearing the fucking theme from Beretta. That you know, is one I, of my favorites. Probably my favorite theme song to any show. And I actually, it got me so excited. I changed my ringtone on my phone for years. My ringtone has been the theme for Magnum P.I. But now I changed it. Like, if I get a text message, it's Barney Miller. If I got a phone call, it was Magnum P.I. And now I changed my ringtone to fucking Beretta. Well, I'm <laughs> glad you did that because I, I, I enjoy that song way more than Magnum P.U. But oh my god, I keep me every time I, I fucking laugh, you know, you're like, you know, keep your eye on the sparrow. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> fucking A. Yeah. Rob, Robert Blake, man. What a great American hero. Awesome. Killed his yeah, awesome murderer. He's I the like white him. OJ. She deserved it. She, no, she deserved come it. On. <laughs> oh, she fucking deserved really? it. Really? I don't know the story behind it, but nobody oh. deserves to die unless they're Sammy Agar, bro. Oh, my. Oh, no. Did she, she molest kid? Did she molest a kid in a wheelchair? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Then, yeah. Good Good for Robert Blake. Yeah, yeah. It's in your notes. Totally. Yeah. Fucking ain't good for Robert Blake. Beretta did it, and he got away with it. Plus, he's one of the goddamn little rascals, for Christ's sake. Maybe you, maybe in court they found out, yeah, he really did murder her, but she was such a bitch, let him go. Yeah! Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. 
Now he's, I know how he got away with it. He's Robert Blake. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Fucking Beretta. Yeah, Beretta was a pimp. Dude, Beretta he was, was he a was, bad motherfucker. He was more pimpy than Huggy Bear. Hell yeah. And you kids, you, you kids today, you don't understand. You and me grew up with Beretta. Beretta was a bad motherfucker. So dude. was his fucking cockatoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. That and I awesome. love this fucking song. Oh my God, do I love this fucking song. And how awesome is it that it reminds me of the theme for Beretta? But I, I mean, just, uh, oh my God, you want to talk about it? What, what I love is when Priest does these fucking creature songs. You know, like the fucking, the Hellion. You know, the Sentinel, uh, you, you know, Metal Gods, you know, the Nightcrawler. I mean, they do these epic songs of fucking creatures that are so fucking metal. Only fucking Judas Priest could do them. If, if, if fucking, you know, Iron Maiden tried to do it, it'd be about a fucking leprechaun playing a flute in the fucking woods. Yeah, fuck Iron Maiden. Fuck Iron Maiden. Fucking Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Fucking Tupperware bitch. That's what they ought to change your name to. Tupperware bitch. That's your new name. Until you can get rid of Kevin Shirley and straighten out your fucking shit. God damn it. You know why you got cancer, Bruce Dickinson? It's a fucking punishment for singing shitty songs. Fucking Tupperware bitch. This is Judas Priest, and this is Eye of the Sparrow. I mean, I fucking love this song. So far, my favorite song on the album. I cannot hear this motherfucker enough and I I got into this you know you know Mr. X gave me the early leak and uh the Kelly leak if you will and uh I man this is the one like oh my god and then like a day or two later they released the video and I just keep watching it and watch I'm like oh it's so you know fucking you know, Hoffer just doing that strut with that long ass fucking Ron Dirtbit dick room he's got going on right now. Uh, you know, and then you see the little flashes of the other bands, uh, the, the bandage. Oh my god, I love it. The fucking Spectre. Holy fucking shit. My favorite goddamn song. I love it. What do you think? You got Sinner, Exciter, Grinder, The Sentinel, Nightcrawler, and now The Spectre. Vector. Yeah! That metallic groove is relentless on this song. Holy fucking A. This one flows as great as anything on this album. And that spoken word before the solo is so menacing. And you hear that little background laughing. Fuck, man. And that melodic twin guitar attack going on into the killer, you know, fucking lead. And back to the twin harmony. This is another Fucking winner. That's right, Spectre. Now we'll go to the next one. Traitor's Gate. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, this is the best one for me. Fuck yeah, this is my favorite one off the album. It could it could change. I'm not saying it won't change. I'm saying right. first listen, first listen. This song rules from start to finish. That nice soft intro is pretty fucking deceiving too because it goes into this full-blown head-banging metal from here on out and just vocals with, with that awesome riff you know with no drums and then the drums kick in it just rules 
And then that fucking chorus, forget about it. This is neck cracking right here. I raise the horns to this one with both hands and toes. Four horns up for this one. Damn! If a song on here becomes my favorite song that is not this one, I can't wait to find out what the fuck that song is because this one fucking kills. What do you think of Trader Game? Uh, and Gina's favorite. Yes. Gina the Queen. Great taste, by the way. Less spelling. Uh, holy shit, do I love this fucking song, man. And, and this is the thing, like, I listened to this right before we did news for last week's episode. And, uh, you know, as I told you, I've been trying, like, not to drink, trying to get over being sick. And I was so, like, fucking high. I'm like, oh, fuck this, I gotta have a drink. This is shit so amazing. And as I'm listening to it, I keep waiting. I was like, man, 14 songs, kind of, you know, long for now, you know. I'm like, oh, man, it's good. Everything's so good, it's gonna drop off. You know, there's gonna be that point where it's like, eh, eh. And I heard traders get like, this motherfucker is not letting up. God damn, do I love this fucking song. This is metal as fuck. Uh, to me, this is another one that could have came right off of Defenders. I could see this on there, no fucking problem. No hesitation, no having to do any, you know tweaking to it. Classic, classic Judas Priest. I do love Spectre a little bit more, but uh, I mean, that doesn't take away what I think of this song. And if this is your favorite song, I fully support you, brother. God damn it, Traitor's Gate is classic Judas Priest through and through. <laughs> Don't do it. All right, take the next one. No surrender. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Oh, now I have to harken back a couple episodes, uh, back to our uh, Metallica load episode, where you said, uh, what is that, memory remains or until it sleeps is classic as fuck? Yeah. No, that's poo-poo. This oh, is classic know. as fuck. I stand corrected. I've been owned. <laughs> oh, my God. Do I love no surrender and this totally caught me off guard because at no way no how did I think like the 12th song on this fucking album was gonna be this good and this classic and the more and more I listen to this album like I said probably like 8 to 10 times I've heard this shit already uh, oh my god is this classic classic Judas Priest and this late in the album Blew my fucking mind, dude. Uh, this could be the sleeper hit of the fucking album. Uh, the one that I don't know will get enough attention, but years from now, people are like, oh, yeah. You know, like the same way, uh, you know, uh, people, oh, British Steel's so fucking awesome. Uh, the way, in my opinion, the rage is to that album. That's what No Surrender is to me on this one. Like, Wow, late in the game and comes out of nowhere and kicks the shit out of you and is classic priest through and through. This, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's in my top three, but definitely in my top five. Holy fuck, do I love No Surrender. What do you think? What the fuck, man? How can this album be so fucking badass? What <laughs> an amazing, amazing chorus on this. 
<clears throat> gotta say, it's the coolest chorus on the whole fucking album. And the verses are fucking perfect. This one is well-seasoned. It's a well-seasoned song that was put in the oven and taken out at the perfect time. It's perfectly cooked. It's got yes. that heavy metal melodic epicness to it. Love how Rob Halford belts out the lyrics to this one. It's an amazing song, and as of now, it's a, it's a contender for my second favorite. Wow, nice. <laughs> All right, I'll go to the next nice. one. Lone Wolf. All right, this one's kind of different. It's kind of modern sounding. You know, it's got that uh, down tuning and shit. Uh, while keeping that traditional metal in the mix, and I'll be honest, on my first listen, I didn't feel it. <clears throat> I didn't feel it at all, actually. I was like, all right, finally, god damn, it's about time there's a, a song that's not that good on here. But this one has grown on me after, like, you know, four listens. And this is what makes a great Priest album a twist to a already turning album. This is a great track. I think this is an awesome track. I see this being a great deep track in the future. Like turning circles off point of entry. Um, Lone Wolf. Thumbs up, dude. Horns up for this. Love it. Even though, I gotta say, most I like off this, uh, you know, just about every song we talked about, I like more than Lone Wolf. Don't get me wrong. I think it doesn't make Lone Wolf bad, but I just feel like, man, even when they tried to do a, like a fucking filler track, it, it, it's good. So what do you think of Lone Wolf? Uh... Not to piggyback on what you just said. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, but uh, almost spot on how I felt. When I first heard this, uh, I was the same way. I was like, okay, here's one that's just kind of eh. But it wasn't like, you know, turned off. Like, like, oh, it's horrible. It's just like, ah. You know, especially, I guess, coming after No Surrender, which really, like, just... Like, wow, wow, where'd that come from this late in the album? Uh, I was just kind of, uh. But the more I listen to it, the more I love this fucking track. And it is different, and it is what you say you love in Judas Priest albums. You know, that light and shade, the little mixture of different shit. This has definitely, definitely grown on me with, with each repeated listen. And uh, now I don't consider it as, like, average as what I thought it first was. And, I mean, god damn, we're 13 tracks into this fucking album. And not a bad song. Like, holy fucking shit, you know? For a band, you know, this age, I mean, think about how many other bands, you know, we listen to. You know, that, you know, first of all, if you're lucky enough that they put out new music. But to put out something this fucking solid, this fucking 13 tracks in, you know, and there hasn't been one song yet where you and me are like, eh, you know, yeah, that's where they jumped the fucking shark. You know, this is the, eh. You know, it's just it, it's just a matter of, like, all, song, all songs we love, just some we love more than others. But, oh, my God. Lone Wolf is definitely, on repeated listens, definitely grown on me. What do you think of the last song, Ralph? Sea of Red. Your turn. All right. All right. Well, I got to say, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this album. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, when's the bad song going to come up? It's got to be. There's 14 songs. It's too many fucking songs for one album. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm old school of where it should be 10 songs. I'm like, you know, but as this, as this album's going on, I'm like, fuck, they, sh they should have 
held some songs. And they would have had half a fucking next record to go already. You know? But, you know, considering all this shit, like now that, you know, what we now know what's going on with Glenn, I mean, chances are this will probably be the last Judas Priest album. And if it is, holy fucking shit. You know, this is not, this is a band going out with their last album better than most bands ever have in their entire lifetime. You know? Just amazing. But I gotta say, the first time I heard Sea of Red, I was like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. You should have fucking stopped at the last fucking song. It would have been all right. And I was like, eh. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I was just... I wasn't feeling it. But I'm not the ballad guy. I'm not, you know, admittedly, I'm not the slower tempo guy. And they end this song with a slower fucking song. Um, uh, You know, but... I, I love when the song kicks into the second half. There's a little bit of like a... A chorus in the background and it changes and gets a little bit heavier... And I, I think I saw Weller's dick said, like, oh, my God, how much he loved this song. I was like, really? That one? You know, that was the one I was like, eh. Um. But the more I listen to this album, this song is really fucking growing on me. Really growing on me. I still don't know if I'd make it the last song. But I got to say, every time I listen to it, I appreciate it more. On the first listen, though, I got to be quite honest. It really kind of left me, eh. But I find the second half of the song very powerful. The second half of it, I find a very fitting uh, ending to this album. And, you know, as I listen to it more and more, I got a feeling I'm going to have way more appreciation for it. And if this does end up being the last Judas Priest album, I think it's kind of cool that it ends up. Uh, so initially, I wasn't that much of a fan of this. But now I, I, I will give my seal, my seal of approval to see of Red. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I guess you can call this the ballad of the album. <clears throat> but it don't it sure don't stay a ballad. It goes into some cool, wicked changes. And uh, what grabbed me about the song was that heavy riff section with that ah-ha-ha-ha. Ah, that ah Love part. that. Love Dude, that. Dude, that is the best part of the fucking song. But... With all these listens, I gotta say, the rest doesn't grab me. It's just that part. Uh, but it might grow on me. But I will say this. Sea of Red is not one that has grabbed me yet. Who knows? Maybe uh, I'll become all Weller's dickish later. But um, as of now, it's like, yeah, definitely my least favorite. And it's the one song on here that, after repeated listens, still hasn't grabbed me. still hasn't grown on me. That might change. It's only been a few days, so... But uh, I got to say, that little ah-ah section was fucking awesome. I just wish it had, like, a, more of a, you know, Trader's Gate wrapped around that section. And I, I would consider it a complete fucking utter classic. But, yeah, I, I would say this would be, like, the one song that I'm kind of eh about other than that section. So there you go. Alrighty, well that is our review of uh, Firepower, produced by Tom Allman and Andy yeah, Sneap. Tom Allman, that's another thing we gotta bring up. Tom Allman maybe had a lot to do with the revigoration of this fucking band. Sure. Uh, 
I think I, I think he did. I, I, I really think I I, th- I think he had a calming present on the band uh, that kind of kept them steeped in their history. But I, I think the real hero of this album is Andy Sneak, who keeps it contemporary without changing the sound. And uh, you know, a lot of times when you get multiple producers, you know that that can be disaster. But I think this worked perfectly because I think it has the song structure of classic Priest, but the, the modern production and the great sound, uh, you know, to keep it from being just a, a copycat of what they've done. Uh, amazing. And, and man, I wish these two would have been involved on Redeemer Souls. And I would even love to hear like a remaster with these guys on Redeemer Souls. Because I, I think there are some great songs on there. Uh, it's just... You know, I don't. God bless Glenn. I don't think he's that great a producer. Uh, but oh my God! And if this is the way they go out, so be it. I, I'm very, very happy about that. The only thing that makes me sad is so far there's no uh, show close to me. But uh, who knows? I might have to make a trip for this because this shit's incredible. I won't have to. I priest love Florida and they've never missed a tour since um, uh, well I mean I don't know because I'm young I was young back then but Screaming for Vengeance was the first time I saw Priest they weren't here during British Steel or Point of Entry because you know I, obviously they were a band on the rise but after after fucking Screaming they never missed a tour here with the exception of Nostradamus that's the only one they didn't come here but every other tour they were here and uh even the two Ripper tours came to Florida, so yeah. And I'm, talk- I, and I'm not I, talking North Florida because North Florida is a cop out. I think bands that play North Florida is a cop out because you just enter Florida for a few miles and you play a gig. Go right, drive down for eight more hours. That to me is playing Florida. You know right. what I mean? And, and I saw the first two times I saw Priest were the the two Ripper tours, and it was amazing, mind blown. Yep, both came to South Florida. Yeah, incredible shows. I saw them both in Orlando, and then I saw them. Uh, I've only seen them once with Rob. That was on the the Angel tour, on the Ozfest tour, and I saw that in Tampa. Uh, you know, and man, I really want to see them on this because I would love to hear any song from this album live. And uh, you know, if if this is what it is with Glenn and you don't have KK there, uh, I would like to see him. I, I hate to say that, but I would. Uh, but I, oh, God. I, I don't feel bad saying that, though, because this album is so fucking strong. I, I mean, th- this is what we wanted from Judas, I mean, uh, from Black Sabbath and didn't get. You know, we yeah. wanted something this, like, classic and timeless, and we got fucked, you know? Uh, Judas Priest didn't fuck us well I mean they did but they kissed us and gave us a reach around and everything else Uh, this is an amazing album and I'm so glad to see everybody Uh, I've got my my copy my double vinyl copy coming in the mail I'm so glad to see so many people on the, the Facebook page proudly showing their copies that they bought uh, Barry, everybody, please support this because this 
this is so fucking good. I mean, it really. Uh, you know, in, in this day and age, and I mean, you don't have much longer with Judas Priest, regardless of Glenn. It, you know, but these are metal pioneers going out with an album that I fully believe stands amongst their best work. I mean, it's really, really, really fucking good. I, I, I can't say enough good about this album. I'm so fucking happy. I'm so ecstatic. And I'm so proud that they put this out in time for our 200th episode. That shows you how much Judas Priest loves the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. That is true. It is. Uh, and I also want to say that, you know, I do agree with you. What a way to end a career with this album. And now that Glenn's no longer going to be in the band and and it's one guitar attack of the historic Tipton Downey is gone. Yeah, it, it'd be a wise choice to, to send it with this. That would be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But then there's a part of me that's like, what if they can make another album as good as this? What a shame if we don't get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, you know, what a shame if they do release another album not as good as this and end their career with an album not as good as Firepower. So, in a way, right. I'm kind of like, let's not chance it and end it here. You know, fuck those whippersnappers that never got to see Priest. Fuck you all. But, um, I'll say this too, and I'm going to say, I'm going to call out fakeness if this if this happens dude i went to three best buys and my local record store all of them were sold out every one of them see i ordered the vinyl like you but i figured let me go out and buy this new priest since i heard what mr x sent me i go dude i want to make this go number one i want i want it to be on the top of the billboard charts and i live in trendy ass south florida and every fucking Best Buy and the one record store all sold out of it. And then that's all I see on Facebook is everybody showing their copies. Not only on the Facebook, on our group page, but on my newsfeed. Everybody's got a copy of this new album. If this shit doesn't go number one, then I call bullshit. I do call bullshit because this has to go number one. It has to. Because it's sold like, you know, what, 10,000. That makes it number one these days, right? Yeah, but, uh, it, it, it don't take much now. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I don't know I don't know what's on the charts now because there's always, you know, Well, by the time this airs, yeah, it, we already know, and it, you're hearing my voice now. If you're hearing my voice now and it's not number one, I'm calling bullshit. And from now on, I will never, ever, ever believe Billboard charts. Period. But if it does go number one, I'm going to believe the Billboard charts. Because now it's sound scan shit, you know? So right. they can't make no mistakes. So, uh, yeah. What a great, great fucking album. Now, a question I must ask you, and I will answer after you. Yes. What would you say is the best of, you know, like you're going back, like some people said on the thing, they said, oh, this is the best album since Painkiller. Most people are saying that. Most people are saying... Well, some people, one person said, oh, it's the best since Defenders. And I even saw a person say, it's the best since British Steel. Correct. What would you say? Uh, that's that's a tough one. I'm kind of on two minds on this. Um, part of me says it's the best since Painkiller. Um, and I love every track on Painkiller. Every, every fucking track on Painkiller. 
And I know what you say, like, oh, it's too one-dimensional. Yeah, that, listen to that. You know. uh, whining me, man. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. No, and, and wah, you, wah, you, wah. You're, you're not the only one who says that. There's other people who've said that. But to a bunch me, of crybabies. But to me, uh, that wasn't a bad thing. Because to me, that album was perfect, and it was the perfect album at the perfect time. Uh, I, I thought it was, it, was, it was so important for Priest to rebound after the turbo ram it down. Uh, you know, Shit. C- cacophony, if you will. Uh, but the more and more I listen to this album, I gotta go a little bit deeper and, and say border borderline fucking defenders and screaming. Uh, I, I I think this album is that fucking good, and I think it it has the. Um, the different sides of Judas Priest all on one album without uh, letting it down and it is amazing for an album that's 14 tracks long you know to be this solid uh, you know but holy shit uh, you know but you know you and me are, are different on what's our favorite Judas Priest I mean to me my favorite Judas Priest 80s by far is Screaming I, I take it over Defenders, and I take it over fucking uh, British Steel. Uh, and and sim- it's the same way why I say I like Paul Stanley more than Ace Frehley. Uh, I love every song on Defenders. There's a couple I don't like. I mean, uh, I love every song on Screaming. There's a couple I don't like on British. There's a couple I don't like on Defenders. Uh, so I got to say, initially, I would say the best since Painkiller. But if I'm very honest, I gotta say best in screaming. Okay. Okay, alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. Um I like Angel Retribution more than Painkiller. I thought that was wow. a good, yeah, wow. I think it's a better album because it you wanna talk about getting all the elements of Judas yes. Priest and putting and I, it on one album. And I, I love that, by the way. Uh, aside from one song, I absolutely love Angel. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Demonizer and Wheels of Fire. Uh, I love Lockness. I know that's probably the one you don't like because, you know, it's trending up. Right. That one. Well, but, no. Uh, well, it's, you know, two working ears. Yeah, true. Uh, but, I mean, I, 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 I somewhat like Demonizer and Wheels of Fire. Don't get me wrong. It's like not like I hate them, but they're kind of like, you know, it just doesn't match up with the rest. Not even Lockness, I thought, was as good as, uh, is better than those two songs. But I will go as far to say this is better than Angel Retribution. And I like Angel Retribution more than Painkiller. So obviously I'm going to go down the list some. Um, I have a hard time saying it's better than Screaming. Uh, I don't, but I, I, I uh, because I like Defenders more than Screaming. So I'm going to have to go with the best albums is Defenders. Uh, nice. That's where, that's where I go. All yeah, the way yeah, down yeah. to 1984. I think it's I think it's neck and neck with Screaming, actually. If Screaming was the last album, maybe I would say it's the best album since British Steel. Maybe. But I don't know. I think it's kind of... Because Screaming, dude, as much as I bash Screaming and shit, Screaming's an amazing fucking album. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's a bad song on there. Yeah, I'm burnt out on You Got Another Thing Coming. I think it's the it, it, it's the shitty song on that album, but the rest of that album is fucking even like Take These Chains, Pleasure and Flame, oh, Fever. 
Oh. Fever, fuck, man. I mean, I love that whole album. I like Defenders more because Defenders more like just cracks my neck a little wider. But I don't know. I'm, I, I can't say uh, Firepower is better than Screaming. But man, if I if you put a gun to my head, I would say it's a tie. Uh, best album since Defenders, my opinion. Night, nice. and that's that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean. <clears throat> I'm sure maybe some people, I mean, even myself, hearing the first track, I'm like, oh, I love this song, but I don't like the chorus. It was kind of like a bad sign for me, and then the rest was just like, fuck. God damn, this is like... And it's not, and, and it doesn't have that thing I love that Angel Retribution had, you know, with the, you know, the, the many twists and turns and all the elements of all classic priests, but this one is kind of like... It has twists and turns with no elements of classic priests other than like flamethrower and uh, and uh, the one that sounds like the Sentinel, your favorite. Spectre. Spectre. You know, the rest is kind of like, the rest is priest. It sounds like priest, but I don't know. It's got kind of like a freshness to it. And that's what, that's why I'll put this one above Angel Retribution. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's another great point to bring up is, you know, this is a band that's not resting on their fucking laurels, man. They're just, they're fucking bringing it. Yeah. And and, and I also want to say, as far as Painkiller goes, I love Painkiller. No, I know, I you, really I know do. you do. I know you I do. I really do love that album. I think it's a great album. It's just, to me, it's kind of like not a Priest album, though. It doesn't have the, the you know, it, it's not an album to me. Painkiller, to me, is like one long song with a little break during Touch of Evil. You know what I mean? It's just one long, you know, bash fest you know well I, I guess a way to put it is like you love heaven and hell but to you that that's a different kind of sabbath. yeah but yeah but there heaven and hell is like the perfect album but it's not black sabbath to me it's heaven and hell right right they should have yeah. called the band heaven and hell and well and that's in a way kind of how you are with with priest you you love every song you just yeah and 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 like uh motley crew that's not motley crew or karabi but I love the fuck out of that one. But it's not Motley Crue. Right. Well, that's why you love it, because it's not Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, oh, my God. It, you know, this is, uh, you know, again, it's one of those, we were supposed to be on vacation, because I've been I've been sick. I'm still sick. Uh, it, you know, but it's, God damn it, it's our 200th episode, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate it than... Uh, with Judas Priest, dude. Judas fucking yeah. Priest. We had I, to do it. We had to fucking do this. And also, I want to bring up, this is another thing I, I, I love to bring up. And unfortunately, the guy passed away. His name was Iggy Pop will eat itself. I don't know what his real name was on the Metal Sludge Board back in the day. When Angel Retribution came out, everybody was going ape shit over that, too. You know, everybody was loving, oh my God, this shit rules. And he's like, y'all are just liking this album because Rob Halford's back. It's a shitty album. The only good yeah. song on the album was worth fighting for. Yeah, and that's I'm bullshit. Like, Dude, what is it? 10, 12, 14 years later? I still play it. I got that shit on vinyl. I love Angel Retribution, so rest in peace, buddy. You were wrong. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% there. And yeah, there was a lot of people who did say that. Uh, but no, I mean, it's just good good songs and classic sound of Priest. And I'm El Ryder. I'm, I'm really surprised. Like uh, I'm surprised Bill Wang is a huge Judas Priest fan. 
and he don't want to know dick from that album. And I was just like, man, I, I don't I don't get it. I can, I can see fans being torn on fucking uh, Nostradamus, in, you know. Uh, yeah, just, me too. Just because of the sound. But it's like, how can you not love Angel of Retribution? Because to me, that has a little bit of everything on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's Judas. That's a Judas Priest album. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Way more I, than Painkiller is. You know? I, I, I love it. And... Uh, and it has painkiller elements on Angel Retribution, like Hell Rider. Uh, um, uh, what else? What's that other song on there that sounds like uh, kind of well, like? A, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I loved about that album, and to me, it was very un-Judas Priest sound liking. Uh, but the, the the first single, Revolution. Yeah. The, me- that, the, me- yeah. the minute I heard it, I was like this fucking kicks ass and it's different for Judas Priest. It's and, very different. And, and I respected that though, that, you know, like even though there's a lot of songs that have the classic elements, they still weren't afraid to take chances and they've always done that throughout their career. They've always, always done that. And that's why even though I'm not a fan of Nostradamus, uh, you know, I, I can't hate them for doing it because they've always take chances. That just happens to be the one that I'm like, eh, but who, who knows, you know, a couple years from now, I could love that album. You never know, you know. I, I, I It took me a while, though. I got I to gotta be honest. Uh, being such a fanboy I am, uh, when Nostradamus came out, I was like, man, I don't get it, but I'm going to, goddammit, because this is Judas fucking Priest. And it's their <laughs> first concept album. It's a double album. I have to get it. And maybe it is the sheep in me that ended up liking it, but then explain to me why I don't like uh, Turbo and Ram It Down. Well, I like Ram It Down more than Turbo, even though I'm not a big fan of that album. And uh, the Ripper stuff, you know, I'm not a big fan of, you know. So, uh, but Nostradamus, it was kind of like, uh, I know I'm going to like. And yes, dude, it was many, many listens, many walks. I took many walks listening to that album till it finally came on me. And to tell you the truth, I, I can't pick a song that I think sucks on Nostradamus. I think the whole album's great. It's just very, very, very different. Well, yes. I tell you, it only took me a short walk to realize that fucking Ripper Owens was three thousand times better than Blaze Bailey. So, fuck Iron Maiden. Well, yeah. Again. Well, I gotta tell you, one of the best Judas Priest albums ever is uh, Live Meltdown. You know? Oh yeah. Oh my God, that album is so good. A- amazing, and you know they just—they uh, only p- pick like what two, three songs off of Jugulator, and yeah. I thought it sounded better. On meltdown, you know it's, and yeah, we both saw it, so you know how amazing yeah. oh, they were. Yeah. And, and I got, I gotta always, say, I, the even best, during Turbo, dude, they did an amazing show. The, the the best version ever of Diamonds and Rust is the one with Ripper. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree and, with you hundred percent. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but that is the best version yes. ever, and it's not Ripper's fault because Ripper. Uh, you, you know, I I guess in a way you could say it wasn't Blaze Bailey's fault because. Neither one of them were involved in the writing, but I mean, you want to talk about the vocal delivery? I mean, I mean, goddamn, Ripper Owens knocked it out of the park. He did the best with what what he had given to him. And I'll tell you what: who knew when we started this shit, almost what four years ago or so, two hundred episodes, two hundred yep. episodes of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's fucking amazing. Yep, we can die, and people have. Uh, episodes for their lifetime. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, that being said, do you have a pick of the week? I sure do. Ooh. 
This album came out a couple days ago. It's from Judas Priest. It's called Firepower. <laughs> that is my pick of the week. Wow, I can't argue with that. All right, well, my pick of the week, I mean, you got to think, man, fucking something as metal and amazing as this. I'm going to pick another blistering metal fucking record, but no, because I'm Wadzilla and I hate metal. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick an album that I accidentally turned you on to and you accidentally turned me on to. And that is the debut solo album by Liam Gallagher. Oh, shit, you heard it? Yes, I did. And this is one, you know, it, it's funny, you know. Uh, I like, hey, see if Mr. X can give me the new No Gallagher album. I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, hey, I got it. I'll send it to you. He's yeah, like, well, that's what Mr. X said. Yeah, and he's like, hey, asshole, <laughs> this is Liam Gallagher, not Noel Gallagher. I'm like, the fuck ever, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. It's all the same. But, uh... After we saw that show a couple weeks ago now in New Orleans, uh, I was like, well, let me check out the other guy. I'm like, I really love the, the, you know, the Noel Gallagher shit. Let me check out this Liam shit. Holy moly, is this a good album. Very good. Uh, it twisted my head around because I'm not a Liam fan. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, first, I, I saw the video first and then I listened to the album for Wall of Glass. Oh my god! Great that, song. That song! I love that song. Oh, it's so good. It, it, it's so good, and and I gotta thank you because, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of different shit, uh, a lot of weird eclectic stuff. But Oasis was never really in my wheelhouse. I mean, I, you know, I knew the Wonderwall song. I love that song. I like the, you know, Don't Look Back in Anger. Yeah, that that's good shit. Uh, but I never really checked it out, and and at first back in the day when you used to talk about, it, I always thought you were joking. You know, yeah, I, 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 I never knew you really liked it. I, I thought you were just goofing. But uh, you know, I went to that show with you. I was sick as a dog sitting there, and was blown away by Noel Gallagher. I was like, wow, this is really some good fucking music. I mean, not metal by any means, you know. Not but, at all. Very, yeah, but, very strange, actually, for him. But just just really good music. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me check out. Let me see what the other guy's doing. You know, maybe I'm missing this shit all across the board. And and, and the, the second I, I listened to Wall of Glass, I was like, holy shit. And then I went and listened to, what's the other one? Uh, Paper Paper Crown or Paper Clown or some shit like that. Uh... I know, I know what you're talking about. Paper, called, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Paper Crown, and also a song I really love off, off that was "For What It's Worth." Yes, that's because a good that that song is him kind of saying, "Look, I'm sorry, I'm a dick." <laughs> you know, right. all the shitty things he's done in his past, which he has done shitty. He's kind of like, "Look, I'm sorry, I am a dick." I love how he did that, and I think the whole song is great. Chinatown is a cool song. Yeah, uh, you better run bold. Yes. Greedy Soul. I mean, it's it's a great album, man. I was yeah. like, because Liam is he's he's like the he's like the 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 Ian Wadley of Oasis. Yes. You know, he just wrote on Noel's coattails because yeah. Noel wrote all the songs. But, but then you find out he's the true talent. Yeah, know? and you uh, find out, <laughs> hey man, if 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 uh, if Ian goes and does another podcast, it'll probably rule. Right, but uh, so, probably. <laughs> I'm too lazy to edit, uh, just like Liam. Uh, but no, I was I was really blown away, and I was like, man, here's 
you know, a whole new uh, genre and, and fucking, you know, a new album for me to listen to. And I, I was really uh, surprised, and I thank you for that, because if it wasn't for you, I never would have checked that shit out. So, well, so, cool. I'm glad you gave it a chance. And yeah. now, now you should dwell into some Oasis. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, Mr. X sent me some, and I'm just in the middle of, uh, I gotta, it's all a flak file, and I gotta change everything over to 320 MP3, uh, and, I, and I'm gonna check it out, but uh, I, I, I dug into uh, the Noel, I really love that first Noel Gallagher and Flying Birds album. Yeah, and remember yesterday's good too. Yeah, but uh, what's that? If I had a gun, what a great if, song! Yeah, he played that when we. Yeah, saw yeah, it. yeah, he did. It, but but I mean, what a great song! And it was a really good concert. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, and uh, but now checking out that the the Liam one though, dude, I was really like, here, here's something different, you know. And that and that's what I love about you know, you know, I love finding out different shit about music, not just you know metal and that's why my radio show is what it is that's why you know we call this the rock and metal combat podcast so we could do whatever we want to do and, and all fit in with the wheelhouse and uh i thank you and, and i very very much suggest people check that out if uh w- whether it be you're a fan of oasis or even like i find it very john lennon-esque his vocals and his well I, I feel that liam gallagher album is extremely oasis like a very it's got such an oasis feel to it right well i mean you you know better than me because i don't i don't know anything other than that one where noel even noel solo stuff at times like if i had a gun reminds me of oasis but at times he's like really pushing away from oasis and it's still working i mean but that last album like nostradamus who built the moon i was like dude this guy's a fucking genius and this is too weird for me and boy you saw me Oh yeah, because he played most of this album live. I sang every fucking song. Oh yeah, because I really got into it. But I will say this now, man: it's not the Noel Gallagher I know. He totally, a hundred percent, changed his sound. A hundred percent. There's only one song on there called uh, "Dead in the Water," which is not. Which yeah, he, is, play, he uh, played that live. He played that live, and and that's actually a bonus track. And what's really weird about that song? That song wasn't recorded in the studio. It was a sound check from years ago. And oh, they wow. just tacked it on there as a, you know, a bonus track. And that one sounds like Oasis. But the rest of that album is like, like avant-garde shit, but I got it. And, it, you know, and listening to that album, I thought to myself, dude, I could probably get into this avant-garde shit if I gave it enough chance from other artists that do these weird fucking, he right. has a goddamn scissors player. Yeah. You know, he gets a lot of shit for that. But, you know, uh, something I found out, uh, there are no scissors on the new Oasis album. I mean, on the no no Gallagher album. There's none. But he brought her out on tour and she played the scissors. It was quite well, by the way. Yes, it was good. It was a great show. Yeah, glad you liked it. All right. Well, now it's time to get into fan of the week. And uh, I've got a couple fans of the week this week. Uh, first fan of the week, even though they don't know it, Judas fucking Priest, for Christ's sake. Yeah. We wouldn't be doing a show like this without Judas Priest. And, uh, and, and the music they helped create it. I mean, you know, of course we love Black Sabbath. They are the godfathers of this. But Judas Priest are the band that really turned it into metal. Yes. Uh, and, and they always embraced it, never turned their backs on it. 
uh, you know, even when Rob was out of the band and he was saying, oh, I want to do this, you know, the rest of the band is like, we're metal. We're proud to be metal. You know, when Metallica was like, don't call us metal. We're you too, you know. Fuck you. You know, Priest was always like, we are a metal band. And they always have been. And I love them. We couldn't do this without them. And also, I want to give thanks to all the listeners. Because if it wasn't for them... Uh, well, I mean, I guess, of course, if it wasn't for us being so awesome. But uh, it wouldn't be nothing if y'all didn't listen. And we have amazing listeners. I mean, just today on Podbean alone... Uh, Jesus Christ, we're almost at 700 uh, downloads today. And only half of that is the new episode. That's other people going back and checking out old episodes, discovering the show, discovering what we're all about. And uh, and I, I thank everybody for listening. I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, you know, 200 episodes, that's something to be proud of in podcasts. Because so many of them, you know, they start out, they do all this shit, and then they're fucking gone, you know. But... We're still going strong at 200, and uh, I know we got a lot more left in the tank here. Yes, we do. A lot more. I have a long list of uh, albums to review. Yeah, you know, and someday, you know, I haven't even thought about this. You know, I'm like, you know, at some point, uh, the show will evolve. You know, at some point, it's going to get over us doing reviewing albums because we're going to be done reviewing shit that we want to talk about. So there will be different shit, you know, different areas that we get into. Uh, so, you know, I, I think everybody for sticking with us and, 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 and changing with us. If you go back and you listen to our first episode, our very first episode, the uh, David Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile with Yumi and Terrence is like 19 minutes long. And there's no news. We don't even go through track by track. We just kind of do a rough, you know, summation of the fucking album. We've changed a lot. And I, I believe the show's just going to get better and better and expand. And uh, we are going to continue to be the greatest fucking podcast of all time. Yep. Number schmumbers. Yeah. It's yeah. not It's not quality. It's, it's, it is quality. Not, quant- <laughs> yeah. not quantity. I'm the sober one. Right. <laughs> Boy, this Zephyr Hills, I think they're putting something in it. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, uh, you know, I, I think this legend will live on and on and on long after we're gone. You know, you've, you've mentioned that, and I think that's true. I think people will be listening to this show for years and years from now because now with the Internet and everything's out there, uh, there'll be younger generations checking us out and appreciating what we do and, I think we're going to constantly get better uh, at our craft and what we do. And and I also want to say a shout out to the very, very diehard fans of this uh, show. I would like to stress, please download every single episode because you never know. Cirrhosis of the liver for Ian, AIDS for me. We might be gone. Right. And and Ian can't pay the pod bean bill and it's all going to vanish. And the only thing that will be floating around online is my... YouTube exclusives, which won't be every episode. Right. So it's up to you if we die to, you know, make make a new page, make a new pod beam. You have our permission. Keep it up there. Keep it going. And also pass it along to the other people because you're going to die too of AIDS. Yes. Because yeah, we all fucked your mothers. 
and they gave birth to you, so it's in yeah, you, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the plugs. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U-K time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original, Viera Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of your long commute and boring workday? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skater pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. All right. This is the Ayatollah of Alcoholic, Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like, too. Check me out every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Soundphoria.com. I'll see you there. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Simp Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday. 
on Podbean, Podcast Addict and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Hey, headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules. And only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker. All right, well, if you enjoyed this episode, and if you didn't, you're probably an Iron Maiden. Come back next Fuck week. Iron Maiden. Fuck Iron yeah, Maiden. Look, 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 wait, wait. You want to hear a clip of their last time? Here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was just a snippet of the 35 minutes of, of their cl- title of track. Empire of the Clouds. Tears of a Clown. Tears. Man, Tears it smells in here. It stinks like shit. Oh, God. Kevin, Boy, that, that, that fart was very representative of Iron Maiden. Kevin Shirley says it sounded great. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Come back next week when we know what's better for you than Iron Maiden. That's yeah. next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Kevin Shirley, his last name sounds like a bitch. <laughs>